What is a trailblazer? A pioneer who finds ways to innovate. They are leaders and team players, lifelong learners who are not afraid of challenging the status quo. Welcome to Trailblazers, the podcast. Welcome to Trailblazers, the podcast. I'm Wendy. I'm Mariela. And today we're going to discuss Mariela's summer reading list. Yes, this is part two. Part two. So, um, I straight up went Dominican. Dominican, Dominican, Dominican. Yes. <laughs> With my summer reading list. And why is that? Because <laughs> I'm Dominican. Besides that. <laughs> um, what's the why? I know, what's my why? Because it's my identity, right? And, and so... I've, I've told my kids that I grew up, um, I, I find inspiration in a lot of places, and I was always, like, open to talking to people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was, like, 14, and I had an internship, like, on Wall Street, and then, you know, wow. my uh, I was, like, the CEO of the business club, at, you know, in my high school, so... We and you know we won like the business plan competition for like New York City and all these things. So I never had an issue like talking to people or like networking. Um, but I always lacked seeing people like me in, in like certain spaces. Okay. And so for me, like so now, you are always the the only Dominican, yes. the only Spanish yes. girl. And I took pride in it. You know, me walking into, you know, I used to work on Pearl Street at, like, this accounting firm and, you know, all these different things. So I took pride in, in like, being the only one. But then that gets exhausting, too, right? If you look around and you're like, I bet that it's just me again. But now in, like, my adulthood, I'm at this point in my life where I am seeing those things. Okay. You know, I'm seeing like Dominicans who are writing books, who are performing, who are making movies, starring in movies, like who are in politics and like are doing all like these things. So I feel like now I'm like at this high, you know, because I, I also think about like who would we be if we would have grown up? I'm glad that this generation gets to grow up with that. But yes. I also wonder like who would you be like, you know, Wendy growing up? Like, being able to pick up a book or turn on the TV and see, like, an accurate representation of who, like, Los Venezolanos are. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's different for me because since I wasn't raised here, I always saw myself in the book. Really? Books. Yeah, so it was oh, so here. that's what's wrong with us. It's because yeah. we're here. No. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say it's wrong, but, it, yeah, that was the shocking of coming here in 98. Mm-hmm. Having to, you see, because for me, I was always a Latina. Right. I am a Latina. Right. So that was part of my identity. But when you come here, it becomes uh, a, a box. A struggle now, right? Yes, now a box that you have out. to check in every paper. Oh, are you Hispanic, Asian, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. what? What's your nationality? Where yes. are you from? What's your background? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like for me, even like growing up in Brooklyn, I grew up, like, around a lot of Dominicans, but then even within, like, ourselves, <laughs> we have to, like, separate it. Um, but education has been, like, the... Maybe that's my why. Like, mm-hmm. educating and, like, self-education. Um, but like I mentioned in the previous episode, I recently quit my job. Yes. And, you know, I'm going to do one of Congratulations. these... Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to do one of these eat, pray, love kind of journeys because I'm going to go to the Dominican Republic. Okay. For about six weeks. And I'm awesome. going to work with the Dream Project. Okay, and what's the Dream Project? But, but let's, let's pause for a second, because look how funny. Because I'm the Dream Catcher, right? 
Yes. And what is this project called? Dream Project. Isn't that so funny? And so DREAM actually stands for Dominican Republic Education and Mentoring. It is what it, mm. it stands for. And Which is kind of what you do because you mentor a lot of children. Right. And it's, it's literally like it's in the name of it, right? So I'm like, okay, this is perfect. <laughs> so the funny part is a few months ago. Talk about purpose. Oh, absolutely. Like when you talk about purpose and like alignment, the why. I love when everything is like so packaged because it's like, oh, see, it's about me. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I brought this book a few months ago um, at like a fundraiser and it's called Un Leon en Cabarete. And I didn't know it at that time. I just bought it because it has this cute little girl in the front. So cute. And my mom used to do like this little peinado on me when I was a kid <laughs> with the little bolitas and stuff. With the, you know. A lot of braids yes. and pigtails <laughs> you know? with the little. Yeah, I remember those little bolitas. Yeah, oh my God, but that that The bonitos. Hurt. Yeah, but that they were so break cute. Your hair. I was one of those kids that I loved it, like with the little bows and the hair pieces. I mean, I loved it. I just didn't love when you had to take them out. <laughs> No, but them head massages now when you're like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I bought it because I was like, yo, look how cute. And it was called, you know, Un Leo en Cabarete. And it was so funny because the actual camp, so what I'll be doing is working at the camp that they have during the, the summer. And the camp is in Cabarete, in Puerto Plata. And the beautiful thing about this book is that it's like these little kids who are just curious about the world. So and this is a camp for Dominican kids. Yes, it's a camp for Dominican uh, students in Puerto Plata. And they go there um, in the morning. And so they do two different groups. So there's a group of like middle age students. And then there's like an older group of like high school age students. Okay. So it's like a half day camp. So in the morning you get the kids. In the afternoon you get another set of kids. So you kind of have to switch. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which is like insane because in Brooklyn I used to work with like middle and high school kids. So that's going to be like an interesting mix to get both <laughs> on the same day. <laughs> but the beautiful part about the book is like, look at the illustrations. Like, they got the platanos over here. They got the, the colmado. Mm-hmm. And then they use language that we actually use. So over here, they're like, haciendo chiste y broma. You know, so I, I loved it because I'm like, growing up, I read children's books, obviously, but... I didn't read a children's book like this, you know, Tan la Iglesia, La Pescadería, El Colmado. So you like the book because it's using all the elements mm -hmm. that describe who Dominicans yeah. are. Yeah, and there's no trauma in here. I feel like when it comes to like books and stuff, like there's always like this, you know, thing that the protagonist has or like this crazy traumatic thing that they went through. And this is just... A children's book about these kids that thought they saw a lion. Okay. And they're going on, like, this exploration, like, this mission. It's just, like, creativity and imagination. And I feel like we have it when we're kids, but then we lose it when we're adults. And that's the one thing that you have to keep that mm -hmm. child inside of yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. As when you are a creator. So it's always funny because people are like, oh, you know, when it comes to, like, signing up for different things, they always kind of volunteer me. Because they were like, oh, you don't have kids, you don't... And I'm like, I do have a kid. <laughs> I have my inner child. <laughs> yes. You, know, you have to protect them and, and take care of them, too, so... And you do have kids, because you you spend a lot of time with all these kids. Yeah, I got a couple hundred. Yeah. Know, maybe a couple thousand. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also have Dominicana. Mm. This is by Angie Cruz. 
I like Angie Cruz. I know. Oh my gosh. Amazing books. But I feel like super special because this is an advanced reading copy. Okay. And so, what, what is it about? Yeah. So it's about a Dominicana. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this actually comes out September 2019. So you can pre-order it. You can go to the Word Up bookstore for it. So it's interesting because I read Soledad. And I've read... Yes, um, I've and, read Soledad. Yes, and it's so good. It, like, takes place in Washington Heights. And it has, like, that college, you know, student element of, like, first-gen kids that go to college and kind of that struggle, right? So I feel like Angie Cruz writes really well about internal battles and the, like, transitions that you have in When life. you have, like, what we call, like, that dual nationality. Absolutely. Or belonging that to... Duality. That duality. That place of belonging. Yes. When you are... An American, but you also have yeah. your... And um, she writes about it so Latin well. And, like, and there's always like a struggle or like a back and forth or like, you know, you feeling like you have to choose or something, yes. you know? Yes. So in this one, it's a 15-year-old um, protagonist. Her name is Ana Cancion. Oh. Um, and she's 15 years old and she's getting married and she's coming to New York. So it takes place in like hmm. Washington Heights. But we're talking about like... The, the 1960s Washington Heights. We're not talking okay. about, like, you know, Dykeman and La Marina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the hookah. Okay. Right, right. We're not talking <laughs> about that Heights. We're talking about, like, the Heights in the 60s, right? And she paints a beautiful picture between, like, that political uh, strain. Because if you know what was happening in the Dominican Republic in the 60s, it was kind of all over the place, right? We talk about, like, the assassination of Trujillo and, you know, this political, like, turmoil. The Americans occupied us twice and all these different things. And she captures all that beautifully, like, when it comes to family. How if you're here and your family's over there, you're kind of expected to help them or to kind of look out for them. You know? Which I think it it happens to a lot of us mm-hmm. because for some reason um, people in our countries always think that it's very easy the mm-hmm. living here mm-hmm. and it's not you have to work a lot yes oh yeah to earn oh yeah things here and she captures it beautifully like she says here she's talking to people back home and she says that her mom is asking her. Did you get your papers? Are you in school? Are you keeping Juan happy? Can you send us money to fix A, to fix B, to fix C? And I feel like that's a conversation that all of us know. Yeah. And then in the end, she puts, and in between the lines, we miss you, we miss you, nothing is the same without you here. And it's like weird because... Do you really miss me or are you missing my money? Yeah. And it's also like when she talks about in between the lines, is that what we wanted to hear? So yeah. we, we put that on oh, it. Uh, she didn't even get a chance to say what she's going through. Mm-hmm. And it's like this laundry list. Like, are you keeping your man happy? Are you in school? Did you get a job? By the so way, many expectations, this. right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to give it away because the novel has like a couple of like things and it's not out yet, but it, it, it's just real. And I feel like whether you're Dominican or whether you are an immigrant. Yes. I feel like you would know this. I feel like Soledad was... My story, in the sense that she was a first-gen student, but I think, you know, Ana Cancion and Dominicana, I feel like is the story that comes before Soledad. So, it will be fair to say your mom's story. Yes, I think so. Absolutely. And a lot of our parents' stories. Yeah, a lot of our parents' stories, absolutely. And remember how in the in our last episode we were talking about how a lot of our family members are trailblazers, especially the women. Yes. We just never gave them that title. Yes. Or we never gave True. them the opportunity to, to stand in that. So that's why my last book 
es Dominicanas fuera de serie. Mm, that's a kind of like Dominicanas table. Yes, this, right? this is, wow, you described it perfectly. This is the book of, this is the encyclopedia of Dominicanas who are trailblazers. So this book, and it's beautifully illustrated, it's by Geraldine DeSantis. Look at this. Isn't this oh beautiful? Oh my God. And like, so Those are really it's basically a portrait of different women. Okay. And she, Geraldine. And, and different, like, for yeah, what, what they did. Yeah. The years. Different areas. So like, much information. Wow. And Geraldine flew from the Dominican Republic and came to the Dominican Writers Conference. So I met her because when I was in Santo Domingo, this book was only available in the Dominican Republic because of the publisher. I do remember that you posted in your stories yeah. and you were taking orders. Yes, because I was on vacation and I was like, what? This book is only available in DR. So I brought back 20 copies. I went to Cuesta Libros in Santo Domingo, mm -hmm. you know, in the capital. Mind you, I'm on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Never is it a real vacation because I'm either working or I'm doing shit yeah. like this, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I brought back 20 books and, you know, I sold them, all of them to women on Facebook and like Instagram who were like, comprame uno, tráeme uno. Wow. <laughs> the exchange rate helped. And this was this was what was in my carry-on. So and these three books, what have they taught you? They taught me uh, that sometimes it's our responsibility to tell our own stories. It is our responsibility to tell our own stories, and it's also our responsibility to collect the stories of those that have not been told and tell it ourselves. Because what Geraldine did was curate this book. Like here we have Ana, Ana Teresa, and she was the first woman. Um, who graduated with a law degree and became a lawyer wow. in the Dominican Republic, right? And then we have a woman like Ana Caona, who we all yes. know. Yes, yes. You know, Taina, Lider, Casica, and we know her, right? So, and then there are also women that we might not know, um, or political women like Salome Ureña, who was a, a, a poet. Then we have the Saldana sisters. So we all know Zoe Saldana, but we don't know the rest of the her rest sisters, of, yes. right, who are also doing things in, in the Hollywood industry and things like that. So I feel like sometimes it's important for us to tell our own stories, but I think sometimes we have to take that moment and hear stories from our elders, from our neighbors, you know, my mom's generation, yes, etc. and create something that didn't exist before. And I think that's what Geraldine did with this book. I think Angie uh, Cruz with Dominicana, like right now she's collecting um, photos from the 60s uh, from the Heights and is doing uh, collecting it on Instagram. Wow. So now like she has this archive of photos. And then you have Un Leon en Cabarete, which is like this these kids. Yeah. So we have this intergenerational thing happening with these three books, and I think that's why they meant a lot to me. So if you will have to pick a quote from those three books, which one and why? Um, ooh, that's hard. See, I wouldn't pick one from this book. I would pick um, a quote by Miguel Cervantes, very simple, but straight to the point, where he said, el que lee mucho y anda mucho, ve mucho y sabe mucho. Where it's just like if you travel and you read, that's like self-education right there. Which is true. Yeah. That's what I would push people to do. Read it's those books. Buy that bus ticket. You know, and it's funny that you said that because I remember that um, one of the lessons that my dad told me, he would say, you got to travel. Because mm -hmm. when you travel, you get to meet the yeah. world. Yeah. 
and, and even, you see the world in a different oh view. absolutely even traveling back to your home country like don't yes. just stay in your grandma's house go somewhere else like don't just go to the beach and drinking you know presidente like being in grandma's house in the camp like <laughs> you know yes. go somewhere else don't do the tourist thing yeah like do the tourist thing but like do un poquito más también yeah. you know and, and learn I, I always said yeah it's good to do the tourist thing but I like to do like the inside tourist mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. where you get to meet like the regular folks yes it's great to see the things that you see in the books mm -hmm. yeah you know but then go a little further. Yeah, give yourself the opportunity to see other people. Yes. And like, for example, I was at this resort um, in, in Mao in, in Puerto Plata. And I remember as I'm sitting in the resort, I was like, oh, I wonder who built this. <laughs> I wonder who was the engineer. You know, I wonder who thought, hey, this is a great spot to put a freaking, you know, big ass pool here. So... And I feel like I'm able to, to think that way because of all the books that I've read. It makes me curious in a different way. Yeah, that's true. That's why I encourage people to read, to travel, to talk to people, to make better connections. Because I, I feel like when you read, um, it's a different way of connecting to people. Absolutely. And Especially when you read about in Spanish. people that you don't know. Yeah. You know? And I'm lucky that I could read it in Spanish. So Dominicana Fuera de Serie is in Spanish. Mm, and I feel like the reason why I'm able to speak and write and read in Spanish is because I grew up, you know, like watching novelas with subtitles and, and things like that. And like reading stuff in Spanish. Yeah, and you know, it, I always find it interesting that we always focus so much on like, oh, tú tienes que hablar inglés. Tienes que aprender inglés. But what about our native tongues? Yeah. And I use native, you know, language loosely because, you know, we all know yeah. imperialism, colonization, whatever, whatever. But yes, I agree with the Spanish. So, ya usted sabe, para mis andariegas, to all my book nerds out there, Wendy and I just gave you our summer reading list. Some books are so good, you just have to read them again. Yes. You got to ask your friend. That's a great icebreaker question. What you reading? <laughs> what you reading? Yes, <laughs> yes. And, 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 you know, and follow, follow, um, I follow a lot of book clubs and yes. on Instagram. Yes. And um, don't stick just to Barnes and Nobles. Also, the people that you follow that you're interested in, check what they're reading. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. You can follow my hashtag. I do talk nerdy to me as a hashtag. And then oh, I saw right. other people start, like, use the hashtag, too, like, way before I did it. And that's how I got, you know, uh, to know a bunch of other books. So I say, hey, look up the hashtags. They're there for a reason. That's true. So that's true. you already know me, gente. You got the books. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Trailblazers the Podcast. And have a beautiful summer reading. Yeah, reading. Yeah, <laughs> take, take, your, take your books to, to the, the beach. beach. To the pool. It's very relaxing when you read at the beach. I agree. In the sun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it into existence right now. A pile of books. A little yes. beachy beach. Yeah. A little frozen margarita in my hand. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. A trailblazer understands that their dreams won't stop tugging their heart and soul until they are reached. They know dream catching is a way of life. Follow us on Instagram, Trailblazers the Podcast, and join in on the conversation.